When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on? What's happening? You're playing upon the lush one, Gina Views, live and direct on the coolest podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. No jumper. And you know, we don't usually do Zoom interviews. Yes. But we make exceptions for certain esteemed individuals and legends in the game of a very high caliber. So let's give a warm welcome to Tion T-Boz Watkins. Come on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. The T in TLC. Yes. yes. The highest selling girl group of all time. Absolutely. Um, so just a little bit of history. Ooh, on the TLC tip came out, I think I was in like fourth grade. Um, and for the next several years, I, it was basically a thing of which member of TLC are you in love with? And um, <laughs> I'm just going to go on record and say it was all three of y'all at different times. For me. Right. <laughs> so I, it just depends on which video it is. Sometimes yeah. it's left, sometimes it's chilly, and then sometimes I can't even front, it's you. So this, <laughs> this, you. Hit, this hit different, you know. <laughs> I'm sure Gina is an A1 day one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank um, you. As a child, I wanted to be, you know, everybody was talking about Keisha on Belly. Right. <laughs> right. No, I wanted to be T Boss character. <laughs> 1000%. An iconic musician, yes. actress, entrepreneur, all the above. Let's let, let's go back to the very beginning because, like I said, we're really trying to bridge the gap in generations and let some of these youngins know what's up with the mm-hmm. legends that you know paved the way for what everyone's doing today, as well as you know um, bring some of these people that are our age over to this platform as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, okay. So you, what's the origins of TLC? You said, what's the origins? What you mean? Like, like, how did it, how did the group form? Um, oh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> the group started with me and left eye, actually. Um, I was working at a hair salon and basically um, <laughs> was, was in a group and I had just told my hairstylist, I heard she was, you know, doing Pebbles hair. And I was like, dang, she married LA who works with babysitters. Let me just holler at her and tell her. I was like, no, you need to tell Pebbles to holler at me because, you know, I'm the jam. I was just talking, you know, ish or whatever. Child, Pebbles called me that night. And I was like, she really called. You know, so she called that night. And from there, me and Lisa got in this other girl group. Her name was Crystal. But when 
Pebble saw us all three. She didn't like Crystal. She just liked me and Lisa. So we had to kick that girl out her own group. <laughs> Replaced her with Chili and TLC. TLC is one of the most um, influential groups that I feel like of all time. When you look back at the style and how you guys have even influenced like my era, you got still people still dressing up as you guys for Halloween. Um, mm -hmm. I've done it. You got um, <laughs> you guys are people are still recreating the freaking creep video and dressing in all silk. And y'all made it cool for women to dress in baggy pants. I wear baggy mm -hmm. pants because of y'all. Yep. So, uh, thank you. How does it feel to be um, part of such a legendary era and group? It's amazing. It's a blessing. Um, you know, when we started this, we always set out to be trendsetters. So, mm -hmm. to look up 30 years later and to, you know, see all these generations dressing as us oh. and like, oh my God, the dog, the dog is asking to go outside. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, she won't shut up. Shush. Um, <laughs> just to see everybody, you know, like when we have concerts, there's generations of people there. I'm like, whoa, like we even have them as small as two year olds. <laughs> it's crazy. And they're singing, baby, baby. You know, I'm like, wow. Or they're singing waterfalls or scrubs. So honestly, it's a blessing. But to become the biggest selling girl group of all time in America, mm -hmm. like, I know I wanted to be that, but it still sounds crazy saying it out loud that yeah. we still actually hold the title for the best girls in the group. Nah, y'all are legends. And um, coming from that era, there were, you were one of the original groups that was popping. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. there's TLC and Vogue, SWV. There's, you know, mm -hmm. a lot. And then slightly after that, you know, uh, Destiny's Child comes on the scene. Why mm -hmm. do you think nowadays we don't see as many R&B groups and it's more soloists? That's a good question. It's hard to be in a group. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's, it's very hard. And we're in a day where, with especially in social media, it's a shallow, superficial world. And I know there's always jealousies and, you know, competition within groups. But I don't know if it's because the labels are few and far and not too many. I don't know if it's because it's so shallow out there. Girls are so catty. They can't get along. I wondered myself because even when you do see them, they don't last. They mm -hmm. break up, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and we've been trying to figure that out too, but like being in one myself, if, if I had to do it all over again, would I, I question that, mm. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way when exactly the way it's supposed to, but I'm not going to lie. It's hard to, you know, get along with other people's personalities and, you know, in, in, in a world, like I'm saying, that's so crazy on the internet and so much competition, maybe, maybe it's getting in the way of the, of the talent and the music and the artistry, you know? Do you feel like um, artist development from a label perspective is somewhat of an, a lost art? Oh, uh, yeah. And I say H-E double hockey sticks, yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. It is totally missing. That's one of the problems that I have because when we came up, it was like Motown days. You know, you get to work, 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 work. Practice to this day. I practice my behind off, okay? I practice, uh, we practice um, five days a week, eight hours a day when to we go to, to this day. 
when we go to shows. Like you always gotta brush up on your art because there's always somebody out there trying to take your spot. And I'm not just willingly just gonna hand it till you come get it. So I stay in practice. Yeah. So like going back to that that first album, we want to go through the whole discography and everything. Ooh, mm -hmm. on the TLC tip, uh, I think was "Ain't Too Proud to Beg" the first single. That's the first one mm -hmm. I remember, and uh, yep. that was like way more had a way more of a hip hop flavor. It's like mm -hmm. there is vocals, but it's like you're kind of the tail end of New Jack Swing, transitioning mm -hmm. into like '90s hip hop, and you know you, it was you guys really teetered that fine line between hip hop and R and B. Was that kind of yeah. like was that the intention? You know, I don't know if it was the intention. We were intending on just having our own sound and our own vibe, honestly. Um, and it just naturally went that way. And I think it was good because that's where we were. That's that's we we have always stood true to what's going on in the world or with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I think helped keep us here long was our lyrical content. And the timeless music has to do with a lot of our lyrics. It's relatable. It's something in our music. I don't care what age you are, color you are, where you live. Somebody's going to be able to relate to one of our songs somewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. We're going to touch somebody's heart or make you want to dance or something. We got it all. But um, our beats back then, that's why when people ask me what type of music I do, I say universal because we do a little bit of R&B, a little bit of rap, a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of pop, a lot of pop actually, but you know, um, it's, it's a little mixture of everything and that's what made it so special. Speaking of y'all lyrics, No Scrubs, I feel like was like the first anti- Broke nigga song. <laughs> hey, that song hurt my feelings. Yeah. I was always trying oh, to pop. Nah. I was always trying to pop out the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Come on. Now nah. so we had to call you out, right? <laughs> had to do it. Someone had to. Now was TLC living the no scrubs lyrics? Not was I scrub? No, like was y'all like or was we living all? Oh, I was about to say because that's the scrubettes too, girl. Was y'all living with but, like, them the pigeons? They caught them pigeons. No, but hell yeah, <laughs> scrubs, scrubs are like scrubs are like cockroaches. You know they don't die; they multiply. They <laughs> never going away. Mm -hmm. This this song will last forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Because <laughs> there's always gonna be this guy that's either living it with his baby mom or at home, ain't got no mm -hmm. money, always yelling, pretending that the car is his. That is like gonna happen through the like that's just like the same book but different characters. It's gonna be the same story till the end of time. Did you see that um Kim Kardashian made a post about gas prices being high and she said that man is no longer a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> He's saving money now. <laughs> yeah, I saw those. Those were cute. I saw those memes out a while before she put it out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Before. The first time that joke came out, you know, I get my phone be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's cultural impact for real. TLC, you, you guys' messages have always been super duper powerful. Like you guys have, y'all taught us to practice safe sex. Um, even songs like Dear Lie had a powerful message. I'm pretty taught me as a little girl about self love. Um, what are your thoughts now on seeing like this new era of plastic surgery, the whole BBL culture? Mm. Okay, well, to each their own first, because everybody thinks 
I always got something to say, but I don't really care what nobody else does. I just feel that you should do things for yourself and not for other people because where there's one ass, there'll be another. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? That don't keep men at home. Like, do you have a good heart? Can you cook? Are you a good person? Will you be a good mother? You know what I'm saying? Those those quality and moralistic factors matter, not just your BBL because everybody and their mama. I happen to be blessed with a natural ass. So Thank I the get Lord. it. Thank the Thank Lord. You. But um, I mean, hell, if it makes your body look better, I'm all for it. But I just think it's just too much of it. Like, they don't know where to keep it natural. And, and it's just like when you start getting disproportionate with your legs and looking deformed and it's so big, it's like they always got to take it too far. Like, if you want to enhance your body to look better. But what I be trying to tell girls is, um, especially the ones with low self-esteem. Those girls that you see posted up butt naked and looking all fine, fine now with the titties and the booties and the BBLs, they have insecurities. That's why their ass is sitting there with a BBL. So they can look better too because they clearly didn't like something about their self and wanted to enhance it. So that's why lyrics that I wrote for Unpretty stand true to this day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That... And those lyrics are real relatable, especially because of social media and how people make you feel like you're not good enough to fit in or your body is not perfect enough or whatever. That's what that song was talking about way before BBLs, you know, came into play. They were probably calling it something else like what fat transfer and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But because um, they were doing it way before. It's just now it's a fad. But you know, um, I think when Tiana Taylor came out with that, your love is fading, you know, whatever that Kanye song was, dun, 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 dun. you know that song, what is yeah, it called? Yeah. yeah. It shows that little petite with meat bodies are still the jam. Her body is banging. Mm -hmm. And she ain't out there with this, all of that and all of this. And girls with BBLs is getting cheated on left and right. So tell me, did you do it to enhance your body or did you do it to keep a man? Because that shit show ain't going to keep nobody at home every night. Preach. Mm. It's, it's, you, you touched on a key point, something you said. You said songs that I wrote, which is mm -hmm. kind of makes you a bit of an anomaly because there's a lot of it it's not a prerequisite for singers in the pop and r&b space to write their own music but how important was that to you and y'all overall creative process man it's important um i'm not the type of writer that like if you already got something that's jamming i'm not the type like oh i gotta do it because i need some publishing or some money um, it's not about that. It's about the song and the meaning and the artistry. And if it's good, it's good. But I also am a creative and I have a lot to say. Mm -hmm. I have things that I need to get off my chest. And I'm pretty was actually a personal situation that had happened with me and my boyfriend. And I happened to be watching Ricky Lake. And it was an episode about these women looking down and being abused by men and talked down to like they wasn't shit basically can you cuss on him? <laughs> yeah yeah you good yeah oh, that, like, like they weren't shit and I and I couldn't stand that and the ladies were looking down and they was like look down don't look up and I'm like nah like you know and and you could tell she just all her self-worth was gone her self-esteem was just 
nothing was there. And I'm like, you know, I should create this word. And I had wrote a poem out of it. And I was just like, you know, the opposite of what she feels is she doesn't feel pretty. So she feels unpretty. And that's how I felt at the time because I had just gotten out the hospital and I had all these IV bruises and, you know, you're frail and weak, you know, because I have sickle cell disease and I had, had a bad crisis. And my boyfriend at the time didn't understand how you know, weak and sick I was and I just wanted him to stay there and he didn't get it. He wanted to go party out with the healthy, pretty girls, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, he's making me feel unpretty too. So that's what made me write the poem and I took it to Dallas like, yo, I got something to say. So it's important for artists, especially those are the songs. Look at Taylor Swift. Most of her number one songs are stuff that came from her personal experiences and stuff that meant something to her because it's so relatable to others. Like, I'm a girl. Like, bump all the, the, the flashing lights. I'm a woman who, who has feelings and goes through real shit, just like you. It's just my job is different to be on TV, but that don't mean I don't believe the same when we get cut. Mm -hmm. So... I get cut deep when I'm cheated on too. Like we all get have been cheated on or something or whatever. Like that don't stop for nobody. Nah, absolutely. Touching on, uh, you brought up the the sickle cell. How how much do you feel like that affected your momentum as far as your career and all that goes? Um. I don't feel like I let it stop me. I mean, of course, it stopped some tours <laughs> and situations, you know, had to cancel. But, hell, that could have happened because somebody got drunk and fell off the stage, too. So, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I felt like this is the cards that I was dealt. And I didn't know no difference. So I was like, shit, they telling me that this is the worst job I can possibly do because for sickle cell, flying thins your blood is not good. You don't eat right on the road. And, you know, the altitude matters. Just, you know, um, the different climates matter. I can get sick. Everything was going against me, but I'm one of them headstrong people that's like, that made me want it more. Like, well, I'm going to go after it because you're saying I can't have it. Mm -hmm. That's going to make me go get it. And that's what I felt like I did. The doctor. And that's what I'm still doing. Absolutely. Get to it. Uh, so you were diagnosed at seven, right? And then the doctor said. Correctly. You, yeah. Correctly. The at doctor, seven. The doctor said you would not live past the age of 30. And mm -hmm. what point was you like, oh yeah, this doctor is wrong. Like, how did you like, what moment in your life that was just so defining and you was like, oh yeah, this doctor is wrong? At seven when his ass said it. Period. I was looking at my mom right that minute like, shit, I'm about to be on TV blowing up. What the fuck you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom always made me feel like I could do anything I wanted to do. She said, as long as you keep your character morals intact, Tion, I'll, I'll, I'll back anything you want to do. Mm -hmm. As long as you stay true to you. And I'm like, and but she also told me, but make sure whatever you do, you be the best at what you do, you know? So I knew he was wrong right that moment because in my head, I always had this dream. And I don't know if I manifested it or not, but I always see myself on a stage with a whole bunch of people screaming. The most crazy thing is, is I couldn't see my face, but I had on baggy clothes. That's crazy. Wow. But- I, in my heart, you couldn't tell me that I went about to blow up. So when he said that, you'll never live past 30, you'll never have kids, and you'll be disabled your whole life. I looked right at my mom 
who's a strong God-fearing woman, and she said, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. She told me immediately, I'll finish this conversation in the car, but God has the last say-so over your life, so don't listen to what he's talking about. So she told me, and I was like, shit, I'm about to listen to my mama. F this doctor. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he don't know what he's talking about. I'm about to blow up and be on TV all around the world. Like, I told my mama. Do you so, know if that doctor ended up seeing you on TV later on? Did you guys keep the doctor? Did, was he in nah, I've I never seen that man again in my life. We never came back because you know how you can look up everything on Google that you want? Mm -hmm. I can't even Google what he said I had. Like, So he didn't know what he was talking about. I mean, they're so still uneducated certain doctors to this day about sickle cell. So they really were behind back then, you know? And, and honestly, credit to him. I, I'm not even mad at him because that's a part of my life and story that pushed me to go harder mm -hmm. and actually made me want to understand things more. But I actually didn't know what type I had. I just knew I had something, but I didn't know what type I had until I was 28. I'm damn near 30 years old and don't know what type of sickle cell I have. That's how far back, you know, they were, um, medicine wise when it came to knowledge and 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 you know just the the whole disease at that time mm -hmm. you know so we're still learning um stuff every day you know that and you know um but that doctor <laughs> is there any I never I never seen him again <laughs> is there any new information about sickle cell that you learned that has helped you well there's new cures um for certain people <laughs> not nobody my age I haven't seen it yet but you know they have you know stem cell research and they've they've cured certain people but I know one of the first people that I've seen cured she happened to have leukemia at um as well she did a bone marrow transplant but so bone marrow transplant and the stem cell um seem to be you know helping certain patients the thing um, that discourages me sometimes is that they'll say we're only going to do people 40 and under, mm -hmm. but I'm 52. I'm still dancing on stage. I'm vibrant. I got a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel I'm so old. I'm messed up. My kids need me. I feed my son. He's seven. My daughter's 22. They need me. I want to be the matriarch of my family and be a grandma. I want to live a long time. So what about us? Mm -hmm. So yeah. sometimes they're saying there's some people that they might, you know, take, but they feel like, and I'm just keeping it a buck. They feel like we're too old and messed up, but that, that shit ain't right. And it ain't true because like, I, when I do my physical test, I still come in 10 years younger than what I am. Like, mm -hmm. I'm dancing every day, like, on stage, like, for two hours at a time while singing. Come on, man. Like, everybody's not the same. So I don't think that statement is fair. Well, I mean, clearly you've become a catalyst of inspiration mm -hmm. for a lot of people that have sickle cell. What would be some words of advice that you have to a young person or anybody that happens to get that diagnosis? You have to learn your body. Um, one thing that's very important is, you know, we all need help. And, you know, if you don't like your doctor, 
and they don't have a good bedside manner, that means that doctor is not for you. Like I said, it took me almost 30 years to find my doctor. He's the one that diagnosed me correctly. He's the one that saved my life. But he's the one that knew what he was talking about. I have learned to write down questions so I won't forget. I have learned to write down things that's going on with my body. I've learned to pay attention to my body because things change. We evolve as people and, and medication, everything evolves everything you know what i'm saying and things change so you remember how they used to be like oh eat wheat it's good for you now everything's eat gluten-free go <laughs> vegan go organic gmo <laughs> you know what i'm saying so there's those type of things because somebody had an experience and then they figured out that didn't work and then a new creation comes out again you know what i'm saying so pay attention to your body and make sure you are very vocal to your doctor and convey to them what's going on with your body because you're the only person who can convey that. But I mean it from the bottom of my soul. Keep looking for a doctor if you don't find one that doesn't care, that just treats you like a dollar sign or somebody that's not human. Leave. Leave. Until you find one that really cares about you, which is hard to find. That's what's sad. It's hard to find a doctor who really cares about you as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found in my doctor. And that really means something because if you think about it and you go to the doctor, I call it the human experience. If you have something foreign in your body that you don't understand, if it's cancer, lupus, like my daughter got lupus. It didn't hit until she was 18. You live this healthy life and then all of a sudden you're told you have this deadly disease that could kill you. So at the end, she almost died when she was 18. Wow. I don't want to cry about that, but when you have these foreign things like that, and things like that can happen like it did to my daughter, you have to really um, communicate to these people. You need people when you don't understand what's going on with you. And that's what happened to my daughter. It's somebody like me who has lived their whole life with a disease. Here I am again needing these people with something I don't understand going on with my child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like I live this stuff like seriously every day. Mm. And my daughter stayed in the hospital almost four months and almost lost her life. She didn't hardly have a heartbeat when we got to the hospital. So that's why I say it is so important to know I mean, to have a doctor that cares because those are the people when you have something that you don't understand mm -hmm. and that you need help with. These are the people that are supposed to help you. So if somebody's making you feel like crap physically, emotionally and spiritually and they're not helping you because that can really like if I didn't have a strong mom, that can really make that person like decide that they don't want to fight for their life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so if somebody has cancer and they go, oh, you're in the fourth stage and they just act like they don't give a damn. That person might go and just die. Mm -hmm. But if you have a doctor who says, you know, there's so many things out there, there's holistic stuff. You could do this. You could do that. I'm going to help you walk you through this and be thorough about everything that might make a person fight for their life. Mm -hmm. So I can't say it enough. It is so important for you to have somebody who who cares enough to be thorough, explain stuff to you and help you get through that. And that's why my daughter's sitting here today because I found one of those for her. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And um, I wanted to get into this later, but just because it just so perfectly comes off of this as a segue, now you're 
in the holistic business yourself, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, you got the TLCBD company and all uh -huh. that. Was, was, <laughs> was all of this the catalyst of inspiration for doing that? All of it was. My life was because I was tired of being on tour and ruining tours. I was tired of getting sick. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not the, you know, celebs get money to say, oh, you know, I'll give you 100000 or 10000 or five. You know, we're throwing money to say all kinds of stuff. And half these people don't even let you try your product. I am not the one who is going to tell you nothing that I ain't tried on myself. I won't. I have tried every last single thing that I speak out my mouth. So I practice on myself with CBD for like about two and a half, three years before I brought it up to anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it saved, like it helped my sickle cell tremendously, mm -hmm. just me overall tremendously, my immune system. Um, it helped me rest better because I, I have severe insomnia. Um, as far as my dog, even because we, we service pets too, your fur babies. My dog had congestive heart failure. I went into there ready to put my dog to sleep. He couldn't even breathe out the oxygen machine for a minute. And his heart was so big, it was sitting outside his chest. When oh, I man. took him home, I could hold his heart in my chest. Wow. Because he was just like, because when he walked in there, he was wagging his tail. And I looked at her like, I can't kill. You're asking me to kill my dog. I thought he was like on one toe, not breathing. <laughs> but he wants to live. Mm -hmm. So if he wants to fight, I'm a fight. I took my dog home and I, I bleached the room. I cleaned it. I put sheets on the floor. I carried him to the bathroom. And you, you know, it's crazy. I'm not even an animal dog person like this, but I love the <laughs> hell out that dog. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was determined if he wanted to fight, I was going to fight with that dog. You hear me? His name was Bailey. And I took Bailey and I started cooking his food and I put him on CBD, TLCBD. And that dog lived a year and nine months past that day they said he was going to die. So I had almost another two years with my dog mm -hmm. because of CBD. And I watched it make a difference in my dog's life. That's amazing. And amazing. What kind of dog? He was a Cavalier King, Charles Spaniel. Oh. And he was perfect for me because he didn't lick me all day. He didn't bark. He didn't jump. He was just chill. That was my dog. Like, you know what I mean? He was everything to me. Those so, are the little white and brown dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. They got them in tri-colors and white and brown. But mine was white and brown. His name mm -hmm. was Bailey. He was really special. And I just gave my daughter some socks for Christmas with Bailey's face on it. She bust out crying. I miss him. But, you know, but he was really a special dog. R.I.P. Bailey, come on, like Long for real. Long <laughs> LL Bailey, come on. Yeah. Um. So earlier you talking about the talking about it's important for people to know their body. Well, mm -hmm. what I know is your body of work very very well, and um, there's very few groups that transcended generations and lasted so long with hit after hit after hit that's permanently embedded. Like her and I are different generations, believe mm -hmm. it or not. She a little bit younger than me. I'm a lot younger. A than lot you. younger than me. <laughs> and um, so like, like I said, 
I remember Ain't Too Proud to Beg and like when that came out and y'all just like seemed like the cool homegirls with like the baggy pants and you had the, you know, like there was like the condom over left eye's eye and all that crazy stuff. And it was just so lit. And then the, I, the next thing I remember was Baby, Baby, Baby. I think that was the next single. Um, and y'all had, uh, that was like, y'all got a little bit more. That's when I fell in love. You know what I mean? Like y'all are a little more, like even more fly with it. That was like an R&B based record. And then, mm -hmm. you know, Creep is the anthem to this day. So that's my still be slapping Creep. That is such a slap. You know what I mean? Thank um, you. Red light special, like come on, like if I'm with a lady and I put on red light special, she she know what time it is. She either going, she either going. You feel me? Get down or she finna right. bounce. You feel me? There's no <laughs> other option at that point. Um, waterfalls, like a, like a magnum opus, an incredible, just magnum opus. One of the greatest records in oh, music history, mm -hmm. hands down. Like, um, and then obviously Scrubs, Unpretty. It's like, so all these records, and I'm bringing this up to say that one thing that they all had in common besides like what Gina brought up with them all like having incredible songwriting and storytelling and being really like specific messages is something mm -hmm. else that's a lost art nowadays, music videos. Oh, oh yes. yes. The visuals for each one of these records was so important and unique. What, like how, what was the process like and how did y'all come up with these amazing concepts? Man, video budgets were way bigger back then as well. So, you know, I can't act like, you know, <laughs> we we had major budgets. So we movies. were probably, yeah, like up there with Michael Janet and Jackson, um, mm -hmm. Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, excuse me. We were known for having like the million dollar videos, the same cost as Scream and stuff that they were doing back mm -hmm. then. Um, but Waterfalls would have to be the most important one for all of us because um, collectively, that's the first one that we all came up with together. Mm -hmm. And also that song was important because that's the one that we begged L.A. because Clive Davis didn't like it. Because if you think about it, without the video, that video made that song come alive because the lyrical content was serious. So Clive was like, I, I don't get this. Ain't nobody going to bump this down the street. But we were like, no. This is like huge. Like you just, you don't see the vision. So I remember Lisa writing because she had the most artistic writing. We wrote this big postcard to LA begging him, if you believe us and get F. Gary Gray as the director mm -hmm. and, you know, let us do this concept that we have. We'll give you the best shit you ever seen, right? So I remember we did the video and he gave us the budget and he let us do it. And um, man, I remember I came up with the storylines. Left Eye came with going through time, and Chili came up with like the movie The Abyss, and how and we were like, Yeah, we could look like ice, my sidebars could be icicles, you know. And when we saw the video, we were crying, like, It's so good, we don't have to even be in it. Like, you know, <laughs> we were just like so taken back. And I remember uh, that video because I can't swim. And we were really at Universal where they shot Jaws in the middle of water. Like we had to take a boat out there. And is this little thin 
piece of plastic this thick. That's why you don't see my legs move. If y'all go back and watch that movie, you see me moving and mm -hmm. going like this, but my feet are planted because <laughs> I couldn't go forward or backwards because I was going like this in the water. So I think I need an Emmy and an Oscar because I was scared as shit, but I was, <laughs> I was performing still and I wasn't moving, but I was terrified and they had all these scuba divers in case I fell in. I didn't know okay. that. that. That's amazing. I didn't know that F. Gary Gray did that. For those that don't know, that's the director of Friday. Yep. So that's mm -hmm. that's incredible. And, and set it off. And set yeah, it off. Yeah. Come on, don't play with us. <laughs> and uh, what I always thought was cool about that video was it featured Shaheem the Rugged Child uh, from Wu-Tang was, oh, yeah. was one of the actors in the video. He was like the the dude that was caught up in the street mix and all that. Like, so it I always sure thought was. That, was, that, that was really, really dope that... Y'all did that. Um, Thank you. As far as, you know, she brought up No Scrubs earlier. There is a rebuttal by a group called The Sporty Thieves called No Pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> what was y'all thoughts on that when that dropped? Chili, I think Chili was like, what? We <laughs> least thought it was funny. We thought it was funny. Because, um, you know, it just gave us more attention. And it was just funny. Like, it just kept us going. Like, you know what's funny? We stayed on the um, charts, I remember, 16 weeks consecutive, number one in a row. Guess what song took us off, number hmm. one? What song? Jamie Foxx. Blame it on the rock. Blame it on the Henny. Blame it on the blue tap. Got you feeling dizzy. Blame it on the... Ah, 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 ah. Oh, that's what took those strokes off. Wow. I was like, Jamie Foxx did it. What? I'll never forget that. Is, um, That's crazy. Is TLC open to doing a versus? That's why I love you, Gina. Um, Chili's not. I was, but she's mm. not really. So I don't know. She said um, she'll because I'm interested. She'll hear it out. The thing is, is they can't find nobody really to go against us that they think would be right. So they have been going back and forth, kind of talking, maybe just having a TLC day, mm -hmm. like TLC is TLC. I don't know, you know. But we don't have anybody to go against right now. Who's come up? Which groups have come up? Um, they've already done it. So like, yeah. you know, and then they was even talking about maybe doing a guy group, like boys to men or somebody different that, that, would be hard. that has a lot of, um, hits too. Maybe we can go against them or something. But I think the problem is, is, you know, everybody, of course, you're going to say in Vogue, Escape, um, SWV and stuff. Um, but I don't know. They've done it. So I don't know. It's we don't have to anybody to go against. It's hard to go against that catalog that y'all got. I was thinking Destiny Child. That's what people say. Huh? Yeah. I was thinking Destiny Child. Yeah, but Beyonce, I doubt she right. would do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's why I still say we have nobody to go against. You know what I mean? That's the only group that it probably, I don't know, that would make sense because they haven't done it either. Like, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know. I saw a post on your Instagram that said the movie ATL was partially about your life. Yeah, I, um, I'm i a producer of that movie, executive producer. And that movie was um, me and Dallas's idea. That was my idea, yeah. Is that the Nunu character or, or which the character? Nunu was me. Uh -huh. okay. So Lauren London, I'm Nunu. If y'all didn't know, that was partially based on my life, about me growing up in Jelly Beans and when I used to live in the hood in East Point, Collar Park, going to, you know. <laughs> uh, but then 
the other rich part that she was, it was like kind of they mixed my life when I was living in Sugarloaf Country Club and, you know, stuff like that. So that's where that came up. So they took bits and pieces of my life, you know, from the present and from the past. Because even like, um, I think, what's her name? Tasha, the actress. Mm -hmm. um, they were calling her Gail. Gail's my mom. And we used to have to get out the back of the car like that. So they took different things from my life uh -huh. and made and put it in the movie. But yeah, Nunu was me. That was my character. What's up with <laughs> ATL too? Well, I hear T. I was trying to do one. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. If I did do another, I don't know what I would make it about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if they would be grown or whatever. I seen a um, trailer where he got all the guys together and said they were thinking about doing another one, but mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything since. So. How did you? Uh, how did you get on Belly? Can, can we talk about how you got oh the role on Belly? God. Belly, it was all credited to Hype Williams. He was like, yo, Tion, there's this new rapper named DMX. I'm telling you, he's going to be the next thing. He's the shit. And I was like, whatever you say, dog, I got you. You know, he's like, I got this movie. I want you to be Tion in it. I'm like, hell yeah, I could be my own name. I love that. So um, I, I have mad respect for Hype. And I've always thought he was very... Um, creative and talented. So Greatest when he music said he had video a movie, director of all time. Yeah. And so when he said he had a movie and he had this rapper that was amazing, I was like, I'm so there. Mm -hmm. So I was actually doing fan mail, couldn't be there the whole time. So when some of the acting, like when I was supposed to be talking to um um Method Man, he could only be there for a day and I could mm -hmm. on only certain days. So I was talking to a piece of tape on the corner of the camera. So it's just crazy how some movies go like I was there with meth one day and then the next time I had to just talk to a piece of tape on the on the camera <laughs> wow what was it like I know you mentioned method man but what was it like working with Nas and DMX amazing just you know DMX period is just an amazing artist and individual you know um just to be able to say that I got the opportunity is special mm -hmm. you know and Nas <laughs> he's awesome too um, I remember I met my husband on the set. Uh, I, you know, because I was working in family, I, I didn't get to do the readings and stuff with, you know, the actors. So mm -hmm. I met my husband at the store scene where I'm like, Africa's far. If I hear one more person say that to me, I can <laughs> so embarrassed about that <laughs> to this day. But, um, I met him doing that scene. The Africa's far. That's the first time I ever met him. So that was really cool. The chemistry works. Yeah. And um. Yeah. It did. Wait, one more movie. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to talk about it. So I think House Party Three is the best of the House Party um, oh. <laughs> movies. <laughs> They're doing Thank another you. House Party. I believe it comes out this Friday. Um, really? Yeah. And wow. Shout out to the homie AD. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Well, some, yeah. Of, some of our hosts here are actually in the movie. They have songs on the movie. Um, House Party is such a fun. Well, House Party three. It the the set. Like I don't know how much. What the hell y'all was doing on set? But watching the movie, I just felt like I wanted to be there. I was a little kid going through the house saying, "Mm mm, we don't like that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't like that. Yeah. How fun was it creating House Party three? It was fun. I mean, we just had fun. Because we had shenanigans going on, on set and off set. Yeah. Uh, so many that, that, faces, too. So many. I laugh just because I remember, like, we've had some of the biggest get-back jokes between our crew on mm -hmm. that set. So I'll never forget that set because... <laughs> 
We, yeah, we, we had a ball how and much, those were just great times. How much of it was improv and how much of it was actually real? I mean, uh, how much was improv and oh, how much was scripted? A lot was improv because we would always take something and make it our own. So I don't like saying it. That's all us. And uh -huh. sex with the weapon was what they wanted <laughs> us to say. So we just gave them what we thought sex with, with the weapon would be. So, you know, you have to have your certain dialogue songs in the script that you have to have. And we just worked our magic around it. You know, like every, uh, every, uh, all that is totally <laughs> TLC, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your your catalog of movies being attached to those legacies that were just mentioned is incredible. The first time I seen y'all on any TV or movie outside of just, you know, y'all being in videos was, and I'm gonna age myself again, was Nickelodeon's All That when y'all oh. performed. Yeah, y'all performed Creep, I believe, uh, live on All That. I remember that was like such a big deal. Like, what was, what was your memories of that experience? Well, they're like, on the theme song of All That, yeah, right? Yeah, th that as well. You yeah. wanna know, we are the people who did the original pilot to get mm. that show sold. What? How about that? Break it Brian down. Robbins, Brian Robbins is a friend and he said, I have a show and I want you guys to do the pilot. So we actually did the pilot. That's how the theme song ended up being kept. And it ended up being so iconic for that show. They had votes on keeping it. And so it's still there when they yeah. relaunched it. So I thought that was really special. So we talked to Brian and also wanted to, like, since they relaunched it, come back on there. But our, our touring schedule didn't allow it when he tried to make it happen. So... um you have you had a very very publicized relationship with another superstar one of our mm -hmm. um you know la native actually is from inglewood um full mm -hmm. life mac 10. Um, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> that's my daughter's dad yeah exactly yeah, that's your daughter the you know um what was it like being in a, such a high profile relationship because you know like you guys were both superstars and then be co-parenting through that whole experience what was that like it's weird because we're both so private like even though i'm in tlc i'm not the celeb that likes to go out like i know a lot of celebs who call tmz uh, we're coming out the door in five minutes like all that i go out the back and hide like <laughs> think about it just think about it for a second before tmz got super big and all that how the hell do you think all them people knew where them people were I've it wasn't always because wondered they, how they know when these people at the airport they call they call they self-snitching what yeah yeah, I used to watch them go, yeah, Paris Hilton will be coming out of Nobu in about two minutes. Yeah, they call. That's corny. So, exactly. So, I mean, now, you know, they show up at the airport and stuff and they really know because they pay people to say where we are and stuff. But before child, people would call them all the time. <laughs> so that's what made it so weird because either one of us, he's not like a, a person that likes to be in the limelight and out unless he's just being Mac-10. You know what I mean? The same with me, unless I'm just being T-Boss. So Chase always goes, oh my God, I wish you would just be a regular celeb sometimes so we could just go here and there and there. And I'm like, Chase, you know, I'm like, I can't help it. I'm just who I am, but I'll make the call for it. She'll still get in and I'll be like, shut up now. What are you going to say now? You know, but it was so funny and cute because at first she didn't really realize who I 
her mom was. And so I would take her to the Cheetah Girls and like Adrian or somebody would be like, oh my God, Chase the Cheetah. You'd be like, Cheetah Girls knows you, mom. And I'm like, girl, they was like, girl, you don't know who your mama is. It was so, it was cute though. I thought it was amazing. Like cute. Is it kind of like different, you being a pop star and then you got Mac-10 who's a famous gangster rapper. Was that kind of like difficult waters to navigate just being kind of, you know, different scenes and all that, different expectations of fans and images and stuff? No, because I never really cared about the expectation of fans. I just was doing me back then, period. You know what I'm saying? But if people really know my personality, oh, it fits. Mm -hmm. You know? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not the girliest girl on, on the planet. And I'm a prissy tomboy and I ain't with the shits. Mm -hmm. So if you knew my real personality, it ain't far from being with somebody like that at the time. Did Not you, at all. Did you ever have to beat anybody up? Hell yeah, I used to whip people ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I had all kinds of lawsuits across LA. But you know, I ain't never liked hoes. So back then, that was before TMZ, thank goodness, because I yeah. would have been all over the headlines back then. But uh -huh. hell yeah, I used to touch a lot of people because them bitches was disrespectful. Did did any of those fights um, affect your professional relationships? No. Mm-mm. She can't nah, be nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Something but you know what? I just want to put out there for the record. I never started anything. I just, you Finish know, it. had to, do, yeah, do things because people, it's like, you know, Rock, Rambo, they drew first blood. <laughs> so if the wrath come after that, hey, it come with what it come with. You know what I'm saying? But I have changed since I've had children. My temper is way better and I don't react as fast. But back then, I would slap a bitch quick. But now I think things out and I try to not uh, go there and be violent and all that. <laughs> is, is there anything that you learned the hard way back then that you would like today um, advise yourself to handle better? Advise your younger self to handle better? Oh, hell yeah. Um, especially with my health. Because you go through this thing of denial where you don't want to be sick. I just want to go do whatever. And I was always had this attitude. Like my cousin, he passed away. Because I used to be like, well, if you think sick, you'll be sick. And he used to say, well, I'm going to be, be sick, so I can't go. And he would really be sick and not go. And the doctor said, you're going to die at 45. And he believed it, and he died at 45. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's not going to be me. If I get sick in Chicago, that doctor can call my doctor, and they could just hook me up and boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I still got to go to Chicago. So that's how I used to think. But what I do feel like I could have done better, and I know, and I wish I, I learned the hard way because my body basically was like, yeah, heifer, sit down. You have a disease. I wanted mm -hmm. to just be normal and not have it and go do things against what I knew would make me sick. And it would put me in the hospital and I would get super sick. And, and you know, the reality was, is like, I just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I put myself through a lot of unnecessary pain with that. No, absolutely. Something that I always thought was super uh, crazy, sexy, and cool about y'all is that y'all, the way your styles mesh together in TLC, oh. you know, you had like 
you would like the deeper voice would come in. I mean, you have range, but you would like come in on a lot of records with that lead vocal, you know, mm-hmm. deeper. Chili would hit the higher tones and then left eye with the amazing rapper. So she's like, never should she be lit, left off of mm-hmm. the best rapper lists, you know, female oh. rappers in particular. She mm-hmm. was super nice. Thank One of the you. bounciest, most fun flows. Like, what, how did y'all, was that chemistry? Obviously it's natural, but how did it come to be? And what, what was that like? And how do you maintain that throughout the years? You know, that's what made us so special because it was organic. You can't package something that's just meant to be. That's why we always say it was an MTB mm-hmm. thing. Anything that comes natural and that's organic, you can't package it again if you try. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what was so special is that we naturally had the strongest chemistry ever naturally. Like we didn't even fucking try. That shit just came naturally. And me and Chili, like we can still be talking and finish each other's sentences. It just comes natural on stage. It's just meant to be. I can't explain it any other way, it's, but God must have touched this group because I'm telling you, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it again. That's why I crack up sometimes when people be like, yeah, we're the next TLC. I'm like, well, shit, I can't even be me back then. So good, <laughs> good luck know? with that. <laughs> good luck with that one. What, what helped you and Chili maintain over the years um, in, like, performances and still creating new music even after the loss of Left Eye? Well, when you go through things like that, you know that your life will never be the same and you know that your group will never be the same, but you have to find your new normal. And um, it only takes one person to say, yeah. So a lot of people were like, oh, they're over, you know, but you forget one thing, like I still know how to sing and dance and I still have a passion and I still am creative and I still got performances and stuff that I want to do. And the fans kept asking and asking and pushing and pushing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so her dying didn't hinder my ability to sing or dance. I just had to find what our new normal was because she wasn't here anymore, but we built something together. So that's why it pisses me off when people go, let's just TNC. No bitch, it's TLC. Paid for that name, uh, worked hard for that name, blood, sweat, and tears for that shit. So yeah. when you are a business-minded woman, that's why they don't know how ignorant they mm-hmm. sound. When you work your ass off for something, that's your shit. Mm-hmm. That is yours. You own it. I don't care physically what you see. We're always TLC. Mm-hmm. Period. And if you work for something, of course you keep that shit. Yeah. What was the uh, process like? Um, what and correct me if I'm wrong, but was Girl Talk the first video that you guys did um, after she passed away? Um, mm-hmm. I remember seeing the video and just being super inspired because you guys kept going. Like I know Girl Talk had a whole different message, but it was just the fact that you guys kept going, which was like so symbolic for me as a child. What was the process like when you guys were making that video? Because that was the first one that y'all did without her. Honestly, if I had all that time to do over, I would have did things differently. And that wouldn't have been Mm. the first thing. Mm. And honestly, during that time, I was depressed as fuck. Mm -hmm. I was just floating and moving because the record company at the time said, y'all either, you know, finish this album that y'all started with her or we're just going to put out a greatest hits and say, fuck your career and just just do whatever they want. So it's kind of like, 
they didn't say fuck your career, but that's how it felt. You know, that's what you're really saying. You just gonna do whatever the fuck you want, and I can't allow that to happen. So it was like I was floating in suspended air, not really picking the right singles. Look at the the cover in 3D; it's dark looking. Mm -hmm. I would have never picked that picture. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I would have picked different singles. Um, I would have did different things, but. Yeah, I felt forced to keep going because there's not a rule book on how to mourn. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we had time to even mourn correctly mm. or at all. Um, it was crazy. So honestly, I was just going, mm-hmm. just going because I just felt like I couldn't let somebody just take it and do whatever they want. So even if I'm not thinking straight and shit might be a little fucked up, I'd rather do that than let somebody just take all these years of work and just fuck my shit up. No, for real. Long live left eye. And I guarantee you, I know in my heart that she'd be very proud of Mm y'all keeping it lit as Mm -hmm. TLC, keeping her name alive and y'all name alive and still Mm -hmm. being dope as you ever were. Um, you, you brought up something you talked about, um, you talked about being a businesswoman. You talked about owning the name TLC. Mm -hmm. So you really like, you learned a lot from a business perspective what would you what advice would you give to up and coming artists from a business perspective i don't know about everybody else but i know about me i'm not gonna be around all these goddamn successful people and not learn some shit Mm -hmm. you gotta be a dummy look at all this damn money and all this knowledge like how can i not soak this up i'm like a sponge so Mm -hmm. i'm always gonna surround myself with people who are even level or even better because that's how i become better Mm -hmm. and that's how i learn more shit so i want to um like man i didn't i didn't come in this to to be a businesswoman i didn't get in this to 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 like i do um I, I can what do, let me think. I can do vocal arrangement, choreography. Uh, I do our stage production. I've done our videography. Like I didn't come in here learning that, but I know how to do it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I am a person now. If I can't do something, because I always say it's a talent to know when you're not talented. That's talent. Mm-hmm. You gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah. Message. Yeah, be That's honest with yourself. If you're not talented in something, be honest with mm-hmm. yourself. So I'm honest with myself. If I'm not good at something, I let it go. But if I know it's something I can achieve and do, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I've done it. And that, hey, you've seen the, <laughs> you know, the outcome of it. So like I I know how to edit videos, like all that shit. Like I learned all that. Like because I'm around too many talented people not to sit up here and learn all these different things mm-hmm. through 30 years. I've, I've been here. There's no way I'm going to sit up there and just still be sitting in the same spot when I first got here at 19, where I'm at 52. I better have a repertoire and a whole resume of titles. I yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What does 2023 look like for T-Boss? Girl, I want to stay healthy because these damn cooties, girl, I just had cooties. <laughs> I'm still sniffling. <laughs> you know, All these damn... I, some called a rhino virus. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all cooking up in the lab now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired. I don't want no more cooties. So I want to stay healthy, okay? I want to have a good, healthy year 
successful year. I also want to talk about something else. I have a vegan restaurant with my brother Ooh. and my sister-in-law called Gabs. It stands for good ass burger. So mm -hmm. it's good ass burger, but it sounded like you had a good ass burger. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where's and they that? are some good ass burgers. Okay. That's, that's a bar. That's in Atlanta or that's other? No, that's in Atlanta. We have a food truck. We oh. have a location off of Howe Mill. We have one that we just opened on the Beltline, which is amazing because it's all black owned restaurants. Mm. And we have one opening up in February and it's Vegan hamburgers, the sloppy joes are amazing. Carnivores always come back. Always. <laughs> always come back. Bobby Brown was like, I don't eat vegan. No, no, no. He tasted our cheesecake. He was like, yo, T, I did. Like, he didn't believe it. I'm telling you. You got to come to Gav's. We're on Uber Eats, all that. Like, you know. The next so, time I come to Atlanta, I'm going to make sure. Yeah, we need that. I'm going to make sure. Good ass burger. Yes. We need our issue. I'm going to try vegan because of you. Yes. <laughs> You're, let me back. tell you something. I trust you. I'm not even vegan. And I'm telling you, our double OG and, and, and our um, sloppy joe fries and the um, sloppy dough sliders are the biggest thing. And carnivores always will tell you because my brother makes this special gab sauce. It's so effing good, y'all. Mm. Everybody comes back, and I'm telling you, it's the jam. You got me. And I put my flight. stamp on it. Gabs, I'm telling you. Is there a chance of that coming to LA? You know, you feel me, franchise? Yes, we're that? trying to we're trying to get it out there. And you know, like we do parties and stuff like that. We travel, so we're gonna start traveling and doing stuff like that. So I'm gonna do something in LA, and I'm gonna bring Gabs with me, and y'all see, you'll see. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. like uh, seems like 2023 T-Boz, and I know we gonna keep the TLC brand and T-Boz music lit, mm -hmm. but it seems like you're really leaning into this holistic direction between mm -hmm. vegan food, um, between with the TLCBD and all that. Like, was is is the vegan also was that inspired by your your health journey as well, or what 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 brought that to light? Yeah, it came from us starting to try to eat better. You know, and, and figuring out different meals like the kale salad. We're about to actually come out with a vegan. Um, well, it's not really vegan. I'll say plant based and healthier options. A cookbook from Gabs, mm. okay. from our kitchen to yours. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm excited about that. And I'm going to talk about TLCBD in the book as well, because that has totally changed my life. We're 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 launching a G. Um, a GTX Delta Eight gummy. GTX and Delta. If you know, if you know about GTX <laughs> Battle Rap League. Come on, don't play with us. Yeah. So, um, also, um, a new tincture, great flavor. So mm. when you try our tinctures, because that's what I take. Like when I'm feeling like when like the cold I had, I got over it fast because I take more. I'll take our tincture, put it under my tongue. And instead of once or twice a day, I'll do it three times a day when I'm not feeling well. And for me to have sickle cell and a low immune system, see, I'm sitting here talking to y'all mm -hmm. and I can breathe. <sighs> so, <laughs> you know, like, so it really does work, guys. And, you know, I just, um, y'all got to go to the site. It's Tion Wellness. Mm. I'm about to go get some Yeah, Tion Wellness. Amazing. And your and your fur babies. It's not just for cats and dogs. They give it to horses, sheep. We're on farms and everything. So 
We, hey, we trying to save the world, honey. <laughs> them, them sheep, them sheep need some help too. Clearly, goats. Yeah, um, yeah. What, what about musically for T Boz mm -hmm. slash TLC this year and moving forward? What's it looking like? I actually have a song called Twenty Seconds that I might release with the um, cookbook because um, it has to do with with what Gavs and TLCBD and TLC stand for, which is making you feel better and good about yourself and not let life pass you by, like not taking things for granted. And that's what the song is about. Like life will pass you by in like 20 seconds. If you don't sit down and really look and take in stuff, like I've learned to appreciate things more too. You know what I'm saying? And that's even with the food. If you think about it, like I was talking um, about that yesterday about how my grandma used to make fudge for everybody. But my grandma passed away and nobody got a recipe. Do you know how important that would have been? Because she made it for everybody and the whole family. Do you know just that little thing? Little things you don't think about that passed me by in seconds that I didn't think about. But would have made the world difference if we had my grandma's recipe. Little things like that make such a, like, big difference when somebody's gone and not here no more. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of things that I'm going to share in the cookbook, you know, and um, also with regimens that I do with my TLCBD because we have this facial stuff, y'all, because we even got the skin on lock, okay? We have this oil. Oh, my God. I just put it on my hand and smell it because it smells like you going to the spa. Like, but it is so amazing. Like, when my son goes out, he'll get blotches from the sun, like uneven skin tone. Mm -hmm. I'll put our oil and it'll make his skin one tone. Mm. Oh, Sorry, people oil. be calling. It'll make his, his face even. And we have some for women who are starting to get crow's feet and wrinkles and stuff. So I'm telling y'all, y'all need to check for out women? that line. Exclusively, huh? exclusively for women? Because some of us guys be getting them crow's feet. No, men can wear stuff too. Okay, men can too. That. And I'm trying to come out with essential oils, like bath oils and all that. You know what I want? I'm just trying to... Um, help people get where I'm trying to get. Like, I'm not, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to get to a life of peace, of life of, 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 because I'm in a hectic business. I'm in a hectic world. People are fucking crazy. All these robberies and shootings and gun law passing, like they just passed a stupid ass law that you can carry a gun in Atlanta without a permit. Like, you're trying to kill us. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. These kids are crazy these days. So with all this crap going on, I want to be able to come home to the one place I should have peace where ain't nobody trying to break in, rob me, none of that. Put some bath oils in, put some TLCBD in my mouth and stay healthy and some, some oil on my face, child, or the moisturizer. We got that too. And I just want to feel good and peaceful. That's all I want. And to be joyful and laugh. That's, I want life to be good and, 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 and eat better. And that's mm -hmm. what the Gabs is all about too. So everything that I'm doing and I'm touching has to do with making yourself a better person. Um, feeling good about yourself. Like if you look good, you feel good. And lastly, um, TLC is doing a Broadway musical. What? Ooh. So I'm not going nowhere. I'll be here 
hopefully for some years, I pray to God that it's successful, like our career. And if it is, boy, because I write movie scripts, now we're going to be, you'll you'll hear about me behind the scenes, child. If they let, they let me in the door, it's on and pop it. I just need somebody to move out the way and let me come in. <laughs> Just open the door, honey. If you let me in, I promise you I won't let you down and I'll be there and I'll have some more successful movies under my belt. How did you feel about the uh, the TLC biopic? We were, a, okay, this is my take. We were on it from day one out the gate, you know, because that was a dream of, of Chili's mostly to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted a movie as well. But so we were there from the hands on from the script stage and all that. Um, some of it, I felt me. This is me speaking, not chilly. I felt things could have been better. But ultimately, it was number one on all of cable of that year. Mm -hmm. It was number one on VH1 ever mm -hmm. um, at that time. And, you know, it did very well. So I feel blessed to have that. And I'm glad that it came out. I just wished it was like. Kind of like how they did the Jackson story or something where you can have five parts. Because yeah. there were so many things that I would rather break down differently and stuff like that. But it is what it is. And I'm blessed to be living and say I have a story instead of people doing like they're doing with me right now. Right. Yeah. Is there anything that was left out of the, the story that you feel like should have been added in? There's all kinds of stuff, but that's okay because that just leaves... um um. Uh, more um, stuff to like make a writer book, child. I got all yeah. kinds of stuff. That, <laughs> oh, I got stuff that I'll uh -oh. never tell. That's what I'm saying. So I got stuff I can talk about. We talking about 30 years, honey. And you yeah. trying to fit three girls. Um, oh my God, they keep calling. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, three girls in two and a half hours in 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's not possible. We needed so. it the way they did the new edition film. Where it was, That's what uh, I'm it was saying. Yeah. Need That's why I wanted it to be sure. like that. Hey, 50. Yeah, talk, call 50. Yeah. <laughs> might, need, might need to run that. Might need to run that. It's hard. With you me. know what? 50, if I get at 50, shoot, we're going to do some other movies or something. <laughs> Come on. So Y'all have such a storied legacy, but I wasn't going to ask this, but since you brought up something that kind of sparked my brain on it, um, we've seen a lot of changes, especially in Atlanta over the years. You know, Atlanta, the, a mecca of hip hop, one of the most important, other than New York, you know, arguably LA was probably taken over LA for a long time. One of the most important cities in hip hop history in particular, and the music's changed quite a bit. Do you feel like, as far as, you know, violence and negativity, you know, you have this high profile indictment going on right now of like YSL and all that. Do you feel like the music has influenced the streets in a negative way or is it vice versa? Both. Both. Like, I didn't even know Takeoff, but that just like all that, like that really bothered me. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's disheartening. Like I am so tired of seeing all this negative stuff and so many people's lives being taken. And it's just like, what is, I, I ain't never seen it this bad ever, mm. ever. And I think all of it, you know, I think is a lot of it has to do with the influence of music has to do with mostly how you were raised. Most of these parents can't like I can't blame all the parents, but some of these parents want shit. 
and they're raising their child, their children like shit. Because mm-hmm. how are you this young? You already got these many murders under your belt. It, like the list of like a 16 year old these days are unbelievable. Well, I wouldn't fathom that with my children. You know what I'm saying? Like the way they're living, like adults, just like this incident that happened down at um, 17th Street. Why is a 12-year-old dead and that's your crew and your friend? Mm. Just all of it. Mm. Like 12? I was in an arcade at 12. Mm. Not rolling around in the streets shooting people. Mm. So it's a mixture of all of it. Like our upbringing, our morals, our character, our beliefs. God, like, is is he in your life? <laughs> is he not? Even if you don't believe in God, is something positive in your life? Like, and then the laws don't help. You just told everybody they could fucking carry a gun. I was walking in the store and I fell back in the car. My limo driver was laughing and I was like, he's just got a gun just hanging out his, like, his sweatpants is pulling his sweat. And he was like, he's allowed to do that. That shit is not normal. Where you could just grab it, pow, pow. Like, no. That's why you're seeing so much of it. They're not trying to control this gun law situation. They're just making it easier for us to kill each other off. And these dummies are actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's pathetic. It's just disheartening. And I think it all plays a role within each other. It's a whole mm-hmm. mixing pot of negativity just going on. And all of it plays a role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if the upbringing was better, too, we were taught to know the difference between GTA on TV and mm-hmm. Call of Duty is not real life. Mm-hmm. These kids are desensitized. They don't value real life at all. You know what I'm saying? So... Like, these are real people's families. They don't have any attachment to human life. And that is sad. Yeah. Do you think that um, there's a big lacking of, I hate this word, but I'm just going to use conscious music, socially conscious music. You know, like TLC records, y'all were talking about something and you were affecting change while still making people move and not sounding lame, which is very difficult to do and like combine all those elements. Do you feel like that's lacking nowadays? It's been lacking period throughout time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just like there's not too many superstars anymore. Like either they're dying or they're just not any anymore, hardly. They're few, far and in between. Lyrical content it has been lacking ever since, like, shoot. What was the name of that first one? Not um, Sound SoundCloud, but they had that Wire. one. That, yeah, like all that. Like, Napster and all that. Oh, yeah, like, it's been missing. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just, you know, anybody and their mama can, you know, because I think people get it twisted on being popular in a reality star or being popular versus being... Uh, and, you know, just being the celebrity versus being a star or a mm-hmm. superstar, it ain't the same. Mm-hmm. And they got that twisted. Just because you're, oh, Jesus, just because you're popular um, or a celebrity don't mean you're talented either. Right. This doesn't mean your ass is popular. Mm-hmm. Some people are out here popular for sucking on penises. I mean, okay. <laughs> That's facts. That, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, come on, man. Like, let's keep it a buck. Like, that don't mean you special. 
Yeah. Maybe in your maybe at the porn uh convention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying. Our you employer know? just got back from the porn convention, oddly enough, but that's a different story. <laughs> T Boss, thank you so much for kicking it with us. We really appreciate it. This has been like this is a really good this was a really good one for me. Yeah, this is a oh, dream come true. Yeah. You would love to meet you in person. Please pop up the next time you in LA. Absolutely. We'll chop it yeah. up in person. Okay. If you, want, if you want to bring chili, you know it's all Gucci. You feel me? Or solo polo. Either way. Uh, I bring. I bring y'all some gabs. Okay, we need some gabs. The, the <laughs> gift of gabs. Would that be yes. any, any any final words for the people before we sky up out of here? Yes, yeah, just stay safe in this world. I stay prayed up, but just stay safe. Mm -hmm. Stay safe and try to be a better person. You know, I think it all starts with us looking in the mirror. Because if half of us would try to, you know, like change some of our ways or become better, maybe this world would be better. But that's a far stretch right now, boy. It sounds like, like I'm reaching. You know, <laughs> sounds impossible to get at, but it can be done in certain areas or certain places. So even if you change one, person maybe they might listen today and go you know what she's right maybe i'll try to be a different person at work tomorrow or at school or with my friends maybe it'll change someone's life because just a smile you don't know might stop somebody from going to kill themselves that day you don't know yeah straight just up be, just be good to people <laughs> you know what i'm saying you don't know what people go through in their day mm -hmm. you really yeah. don't and that smile could just change somebody's whole perspective and save their life. You just know something like a little smile. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank T, you. For real. You're Thank you. Much. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Much love. Okay. Y'all too. Don't leave me on road when I come out to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to DM you. I ain't too proud to beg for some gabs. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll hook y'all up. I'll come eat with y'all. All right. Easy call. All okay. Right, Bye. You. That was an amazing interview. Great interview. Shout out to T-Boss. Thank you so much for chopping it up with us. Yeah, you feel me? And thanks for mm -hmm. all y'all in the No Jumper universe and beyond for watching. Like, share, subscribe, tap in at nojumper.com. Catch me on Whole Fashions. All of that, all of that. Mm -hmm. Come on.